This is a hump day short with your adulting backwards crew. All right. Welcome back, adult fam. Welcome back for another hump day. Hope your Wednesday is going well. Ours is going pretty swell. Um, we're going to jump right in. We're going to be doing some more spicy advice today. Um, this isn't necessarily a, you know, a, I would say one that we usually like joke in or things like that. This one is a tad bit more serious um, and it definitely hits close to home. So I ask that if you, anybody does decide to comment or say anything about this situation, that you be respectful and understanding. Um, and grieving is one of those things where it is unique to each individualized person. So let's keep that in mind. Let's be respectful um, and just be mindful of those things. All right. So and it reads, my sister just died in IDK. What's wrong with me? Um, this person is a 30 year old male sister just passed away and I'm confused and kind of mortified about the way I feel. Is it normal to be insufferably horny uh, when going through periods of grief? I feel like it used to be, I feel like it should be the last thing my body should be feeling. I'm ashamed and don't really know why this is, this is what's happening. IDK, Anyone else have similar issues along these lines? I can't turn my brain off. So the first thing I would say is grieving is one of those things where everybody has a certain way of grieving. Um, and I definitely say you should not feel bad about just being really horny during this time. If you're one of those people I would say this and you have issues expressing your feelings outward or yeah, just in general, just expressing your feelings in general. But when it comes to something like sex, you're comfortable, you're open. I feel like inside, like your body knows that your brain knows that who you are knows that. And right now you're going through something that's hurting. You're not able to express yourself outwardly, possibly. So it goes to the one thing where you do feel comfort and that's during sex. Um, this is something that's actually very common for a lot of people. Um, so like I said, don't feel bad about it because you're not the only person that's ever experienced this. Um, but yeah, sex is a form of comfort for a lot of people for different reasons. And it's a release. Um, and a lot of times it's a lot easier to have sex than to sit down and say, this is how I feel. I'm upset. And, you know, go into detail about that. Yeah, it's better. A lot of people think it's better just to feel, <clears throat> sorry, just feel something instead of just feeling empty. So it just, they fill it up. But when they're done, it, it goes away. Well, I think that is also a, a coping mechanism for some people. It is. So, I mean, that's how you could be coping with it. Your body's like, oh, it's in the morning, it's going to have some sex. Um, But most of the time, when that's used as a coping mechanism afterwards, you're, you're, back you're still to where left you were. with that. Yeah, you're right yeah. back to where you were. Um, and sex is affirming. It's like instant gratification. It's something that you could do, you could fix. It's, you know. But not necessarily. Yeah, that's true. But in other cases, like I've seen people like who are grieving and they go uh, either slang it or, or taking people slanging it. And it's, and it's not even that, even if they're not like having orgabs or whatever, it's just something that will get their mind off. I was going to talk about that too. 
So then there's the other side of it too, where it does become an issue. And I think if you're not along these lines, then you're fine. But when it turns into like a numbing thing, or you're just out there having just wild sex with anybody, you're, you're, you're having an issue. You're not able to express yourself. You're going through something. Um, yeah. If it's safe, you're with one partner, you know, or, you know, if you are doing various partners, just as long as not to a place where it's making you feel bad or you're acting out of character, I guess that's the best way to put it. I mean, yeah, if you're out there and you just having unprotected sex with any and everybody during this time because you're grieving, no, that's not healthy. But if you're even even protected sex. Yeah. Like I said, if it's something that's out of character, because we don't know his character, but yeah, if it's something that's out of character and you know, you're feeling worse afterwards. Definitely. It's something you should just stop. And you definitely need to talk to a a counselor. I would say regardless, you need to talk to a counselor um, just to help you work through the grieving process, specifically somebody who's certified in um, grief counseling. Yes. I was going to say, make sure it's like grief counseling too. Because all counselors are not created equally. Um, and just because you are a counselor does not mean that you can see somebody who is grieving. You might not have experience in that, you know, it's way different than dealing with somebody with depression. It's way different than dealing with somebody who's, you know, schizophrenic and hearing voices and things like that. And somebody who is grieving, they need to be handled with care. And you need to keep that in mind too, that while you're going through your grieving process, you need to be handled with care. So you need to be mindful of what you're doing and who you're sharing your, um, your experience with. Yes. So I said all that to say, I went through the same experience as this young man is going through when my sister died unexpectedly. And I can remember the exact day that it happened and coming home that night. And I specifically told Antonio, like, I just, I want, I want to have sex. And he was just kind of like, looked at me. And I was like, yes, like, I know it sounds crazy, Right now, because I had, right before that, I like broke down crying. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I just I need I need to do it. And it was it was nothing more than just that comfort feeling. And the thing is, too, like some of like that doesn't even make sense, especially if you know me. And I'll share this with you guys, too, because I really don't mind. Um, but I was sexually assaulted, like raped. Um, so sex is a double edged sword for me. But with Antonio, it's it's comfort. He makes me feel protected he makes me feel safe I can express myself in any kind of way he does not judge me so when we have sex it's comforting so when my sister died it ended up being something that we could share um and he could give me the comfort I needed in the moment although you know because it just happened didn't have like the words or whatever because in that moment there's nothing anybody can say when somebody dies that's going to make you feel better like whatsoever um And at that time, with it being so fresh, like we literally did not have the words. And I just wanted to be held. I wanted to be loved. I wanted to know that I was going to be okay. Because when somebody dies that's that close to you, you start to get a string of crazy thoughts and feelings and things you didn't even know existed within your mind. And in that moment, I just wanted comfort. And I knew that having sex would give me that comfort and it was just so weird because it wasn't something that although I said what I said like I just thought about it was like almost like automatic like my body was like you need this you you need to be okay 
And that's that's what happened. All right. But I do want to finish that off by saying thank you all for allowing me to share that with you all um, in a space that I hope is non-judging. Because uh, you would really have to walk in my shoes and as this this young gentleman to his to understand like where those feelings are coming from. Now, psychologically, there is a link between grieving and sex or just kind of leaning towards things that comfort you, um, which is why, you know, a lot of times you see people that have already have existing or yeah, I was pre-existing um, issues or things like that along those lines. I'm sorry. Yeah, my brain is not working today. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they kind of dive in when they're grieving or they're hurting. Uh, Cause a lot of times, like I say, you might not know how to express yourself in that moment. You may not have the words. And like I said, people do not have the words to give you to make you feel better. Yeah. There, there is no way to reanimate the person that died. There's no way to undo what has happened when they are gone. They are gone and it is final. And to be there, to feel that, to realize that is a whole fucking lot. Like we all know that death is coming, but then it actually happens and it's like shit like yeah. and it this happened to me and it's it's close yeah. and it, it's cut it's always i have more time yeah I have more it's time. always that idea you and, don't. and you don't um so you'll see people that you know are drug addicted or just have other vices and they kind of jump into the abysses antonio says all the time right. when they when they hurt because it's something that's hard to deal with the most um i don't want to say qualified but like the people that have the best coping mechanisms and the the best coping skills still hurt during those times. And after those times. Exactly. Grief is something that you, a lot of people live with for a long while after the initial thing that caused it has happened. And sometimes it can hit you out of nowhere as well. You could be good for 10 years and then you get triggered. You get triggered. And you're right back down that road. Yeah. How is it for you, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I get triggered all the time, actually. Uh, but um, as it pertains to oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, no my 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 sister passed um, a couple years after Heather's sister, and uh, well my sister had died from an overdose, and um, yeah I like that was hard like that was like I had friends and family die and whatnot but my sister was the closest. I feel I am to a family member or uh, any of my family members. Um, and yeah, like I had to, um, actually after that, I took like, I take like four days, three days. Yeah. And I went, I packed up uh, a bug out bag and when I went, I had to go camping. I went camping yeah. just out by myself. And Antonio was the opposite. I noticed like where I was wanting physical comfort or just something like he kind of like went internal and he kind of cut off everybody else around him during that time. Yeah. I had to find out what I thought before I could listen to anybody else. And uh, that means I had to really sit down and look at myself. So like half the time, Oh, I was the majority of the time I was out there. I'd be sitting, just sitting around like writing about how my sister passed or like how, how I'm feeling about it and kind of working through it. Um, at the time, I was also seeing somebody. Um, I, was, I was seeing, I had been to a, a counselor. I've been going to a counselor. And she's like, yeah, try this out. It might help since you want to go anyway. And and a month, it was like um, just shy of two months after, before my sister over- overdosed, 
my biological father died of stroke. Mm -hmm. So I had to go down to where he lived and meet new family and talk to people. And um, that was the whole thing. And then um, not even two months later, my sister passed. So it like double hit. Like my father, I didn't meet him, like meet me him until I was an adult right before me and Heather got married. Yeah. Um, And so, and I didn't, we had built up some type of relationship, but yeah, it's when you get like me, I, I, I draw in, I pull in and then I got to remove myself so I can figure out what I think. Cause I mean, you hear like, no one's going to say stuff to make you feel better. Um, it might help feel you more comfortable. Like, I don't know how to say it, like comfortable or like kind of ease it a little bit, but yeah, it's not going to be, somebody's going to say a sense to me and now I'm good to go. Yeah. Yeah. And like me, so yeah. And that's what I was, I'm sorry. Going back. Cause I, yeah, I had to write stuff down and look at it. Like, what do I think? So if anybody's like, Oh, you can try to do this or how you feel like, well, how do I feel? Yeah. I set time aside to try to figure that out or go talk to somebody who can help you figure that out. Yeah. I would definitely say that. Definitely don't do not feel bad or belittle yourself because during this time you're seeking physical comfort to be okay to help you cope or deal with what's currently happening. Now, in my opinion, based off of what I went through, you won't stay in that place where that's what you're constantly looking for is that comfort. Um, I am certain that you will go and get professional help. Um, and after a while, you'll learn your triggers. It's not something that you get over. Um, although people will have you believing that that's something that happens, you do not get over death. You just learn how to manage it. And like Antonio said, there's some days where me and him were fine. There's other days where he triggered, I'm triggered, you know, yeah. and we're right back to like square A, like it just happened. I, it, it happens and it's going to happen. It's just something that you learn to manage and you learn to deal with because it's a part of life. But do not feel bad that you are seeking physical comfort. There is nothing wrong with it. You are not abnormal. It is very normal. Yeah, as long and as long as you're not doing anything to risk the health of yourself or others. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, as long as you're not compromising yourself, definitely. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. So don't feel bad. Um, but yeah, I, I will say too, start looking into other things that you can do. Like Antonio said, like maybe stepping away from everybody for a little while and just doing some self-reflection, getting a counselor, maybe writing in a journal. Um. And on the spiritual side, I remember when my sister passed, it was um, talk to her. You know, she's not there, but just talk to her. Get that out. And it it feels crazy at first. But then after a while, that was my comfort. I can remember because I had a lot going on during the time that she passed. Um, and I, I would be driving home every night from graduate school because I was in graduate school at that time. And um on those rides home in the dark because graduate school is at night to help accommodate people that were working, mm -hmm. go to school. Um, but yeah, those times at night I would be driving home. I would be having full fledged conversations with my sister, you know, just letting it out. Sometimes I would be crying on the way home, trying to like pull it together before I got in the house. There would be times where I would be in graduate class and people would say something and I would get triggered. And because of the nature of work that I that I was doing at that time or studying um, to pursue, I was getting triggered quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> quite a bit um, by a, a lot of stuff because grief and death and things like that kind of surround that. 
Um, but yeah, just, just talk it out, figure out what works for you, but do not be ashamed of how you grieve. Like I said, as long as you are not compromising yourself, you're not compromising your safety. You're not acting out of character. And another point to follow up on that is just like Heather mentioned that people grieve in their own ways. People also, I mean, there's stages of grief, but yeah, you're not going to grieve as long or as short. It's like, it's not going to be the same as another person. Yeah. Pretty much. So if somebody's like, you know what? It's been two years. Get over it. Move on. Tell that person to go fuck themselves and let you heal you. Yeah. That's the other thing to be aware of, too, while you're going through your grieving process. There's a lot of people that are not going to understand and they think they understand, but they really don't. Because, um, like I said, every in, death is one of those individualized things. Grieving is one of those individualized things. Yeah. Like, how do you handle it? How are you going to process it? And some people, they just pick up and keep going like ain't shit happened, which is, in my opinion, not the healthiest way to go about it. And then some people, they take time and they grieve. In other countries... They spend, was it like a year? One of the countries they spend in mourning and grieving. I'm asking. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I know there's a couple countries that has different ones. I learned that. about it when I was doing grief counseling. That's how I, mm-hmm. I heard about it. Cause she was pretty much, I felt like I, the way we're set up in society is like somebody dies, but life does not stop. You do not get to stop in grief for a long period of time. It's like they died today. You can grieve tomorrow, maybe the next day. A week is pushing it. After that, you need to pick it up and keep going. That's it. And that's literally what I had to do. I wasn't in a place where I could stop because there was so much weight on my shoulders. I just had a new baby. I was in graduate school. I was in a school that didn't allow me to take time off. You just had to keep pick up and keep going. And my parents, I had to be there for them. I had to be there for them. And then I had kids and then Antonio and everything else. So it was like I, I had a, a weight on my shoulders. And that's the other thing I would say, too, is like, grieve, man, grieve. Do not put that shit on the back burner. Grieve. If you need to take a month off, if you need to take a week off, if you need to do, take random days, you know, throughout the year from here on out, do that shit. Yeah. Do what you can to be OK. But grieve, because if you do not trust me, it will come back to bite you in the ass. That's one of the things I don't, I regret, I do regret, is that I didn't grieve in a timely manner that I needed to for my sister. And it felt like the process kind of dragged out when it finally did catch up with me. Yeah, you're only able to hit some of them stages. And exactly. You know, skip the rest. Exactly. I literally went to counseling and I had told her, she was like, so how have you grieved? And I said, oh, yeah, I, you know, I plan on taking out this time during this time when I'm on break and I'm, I'm just going to let it out. And she looked at me and she's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I'm dead ass. Because that's just how I am with my life, too. Like everything is like you got to keep going. But then most of all, it's like everything has to be scheduled. So I'm going to schedule my grief for these two weeks while I don't have school or anything else going on. And I'm just going to cry and deal with it. And it just did not work out like that at no, all. No, it didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely take the time you need. Nothing's wrong with what you have going on um, at all. Don't feel bad. Just no self-compromising. No getting you out of a place where you're out of character. Not hurting anybody. You're not hurting yourself. It's fine. Yeah, and really try to figure out, like, what you're feeling 
you know, so that will help you in like in mourning and managing stuff, managing after triggers. But yeah, like, like I said before, that's one of the things I had done was that like self-reflection, like how do I feel about this? And like, what do I think? Cause I was just, I was angry and like, um, like short and yeah, like I was blindsided when my sister died. My father, my father's passing didn't pass me, didn't bother me as much cause I didn't have a great relationship with it. Barely had one at all. But my sister that hit, I assumed that she was going to make it like I was uh, growing up and it's like, Oh, congratulations. You made it 25. You're going to. Like, cause when I was young, people were going to tell, they're telling me you're going to, you're going to end up dead. You're going to end up in jail. You're going to be one of these people around this little small place. Ain't going to do nothing. And that's not what happened. Um, got out of there, moved on, got older, but I thought my sister was going to make it out of her plight too. Um, but that, that wasn't the case. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot that goes with griefing you with griefing, <laughs> with grieving. Wow. I told y'all my brain ain't working good today. But yeah, there's a lot that goes with grieving. Um, definitely look into the, the, what is it? The steps or the Just, different stages. Yeah, different stages. The different of, stages of um, grief. Because um, you're going to look at it, you'll be like, nah, I don't think so. And then once you start to like really get into it, you'll be like, okay, I am really going through stage this, stage that. And you don't necessarily go through all the stages in order. No. Um, for some people it might for a lot, but you don't. And then sometimes you might make it to a stage and then fall back some stages. So that happened to me during my process. So like I said, if you go through that, don't, don't feel bad. It happens. It happens. Grieving is a process, but, um, you have anything else you wanted to add? No, I think that's it on this one. All right. Well, I hope we helped you out. I hope you, you know, at least give you a little bit more comfort about your situation. I know it's not going to make you feel better about losing your sister and our condolences um, Absolutely. for losing your sister. Know how that feel. Know how hard it is. Both of us um, prayers up and positive energy towards you, my brother. Don't feel bad. You you're going to get to a place where you're going to feel like you can manage everything. You can handle the situation and you'll know when that day comes. And adult and fam, if you guys have any comforting words for the young man, please uh, leave a comment on our social media. Send us a message. Maybe you've gone through it. Maybe you have some tips that can help him. Maybe you were, I would say, hypersexual during that time. And that's the best way to put it. Maybe you were hypersexual and you had to come to terms with it or kind of figure out what was going on. Or maybe you had similar feelings. Maybe you were ashamed and you thought something was wrong with you. Or maybe you're listening and you're going through this right now. There's nothing wrong with you either if you're out here and you're hypersexual during this time because you just lost somebody. It happens. It does. And until next time, adult and fam, take care. Be safe and we gone.